the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There's not one soul that's present here, including the one speaking to you, that has not struggled many times in life to grant forgiveness to someone who has wounded us deeply. No one escapes that on this earth being wounded by the humanity of others. And so we all have had to wrestle with this. Some may be wrestling very strongly with this even at these moments to forgive someone who's done damage to us in some way. So how do we come to truly forgive those who have deeply offended us and deeply wounded us in this life? How do we forgive those who have humiliated us, done emotional, maybe spiritual, or physical damage to us in this life? How do we forgive those who spread lies about us and talk falsely about us, disparaging us to others, and so on? The main question to be answered today is how, to, how do we come to forgive those who have done such things to us? And I begin the answer of that question with the answer that our Lord Jesus Christ gave to the rich man in the Gospel of St. Matthew in chapter 9, when the rich man, very perplexed at some of Jesus' hard words, saying, Who, Lord, then can be saved? And the Lord's answer was simple and profound. With mankind, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And you and I need to be saved from the bondage of our unforgiveness. How is this possible? Who can be saved from this Lord? The Lord looks at us and says, left to your humanity, mankind alone impossible, but with God, all things are possible. You see, left to the brokenness of our humanity, apart from being joined to Christ's divinity, we will never be able to forgive those who deeply wounded us, which means we will live a life in bondage. We're not left alone. From baptism forward, we are never left alone to our humanity. We have indeed been joined to Christ and His divinity. Listen to these strong and wondrous words of truth from St. Peter, from his second epistle, 2 Peter. He writes, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord, as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. If we are given to be partakers, which means participants in and of the divine nature of God, then we are able to partake and participate in God's nature, which is to give profound mercy beyond measure and, not, and to also participate in His ability to forgive. Let your shoulders go down. Your responsibility to forgive is to look to Christ because the only way you can forgive is by Him giving you His ability to forgive. You're not capable of it. Stop trying in the flesh. Be joined to Christ. 
Only by His ability can we truly forgive and release those who have harmed us. And so the path to forgive and to release from our hearts and our minds and our emotions those who have wronged and damaged us in this life, the only way for us to be finally free of that is to participate in God Himself. And from that participation of fellowship, He shares with us His grace, enabling us to be about His forgiveness for those individuals and peoples. You know, Christ through His church for 2,000 plus years has been sharing with us the path to truly participate in the divine nature of God. St. Paul sums it up so perfectly in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, where he says, But we with unveiled face behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. In other words, we're seeing God for who He is in all His glory right in front of our face. And from seeing that, are being transformed into the same what that we're looking at. Into the same image from glory to glory. Just as by the Spirit of the Lord. To become like Christ. To be enabled to forgive and to release and be released from unforgiveness. We have got to stand before Him. And we have got to behold Him. And from that experience with Him, He'll transform our lives. He will grow in us His nature and His likeness as He heals our souls layer by layer, bit by bit, day by day. If we'll stay before Him. And that's the foundational truth that we understand as Orthodox Christians of prayer. To be with our Lord. To behold Him. And to be changed forever by that meeting. By that experience. For in that meeting he will share with us his likeness, his nature, and grant us the ability to forgive. So allow me to share with you a prayer discipline that will place you before him for this very experience of seeing him for who he is truly in his mercy. That we might forgive as he forgives. Not only forgave us, but as he endlessly forgives. You know, there are many of you that I've shared this with as you have come to me struggling with forgiveness towards others. And it's been very beneficial to you. It's been beneficial to me seven years ago. So I'll share it with you all. Seven years ago, during Lent, always, on Fridays, we do the Stations of the Cross. Well, this particular year, every time, every Friday, we did the Station of the Cross, I really didn't want to leave one of the stations because our Lord was showing so much of His mercy and forgiveness to me that I needed at that point to be enabled to forgive and to release. And that station was the station where our Lord Jesus Christ is being nailed to the cross. Now, at every station of the cross, there's both a meditation, a short teaching and thought, and a prayer. And in both the meditation and the prayer at the station where he's being nailed to the cross, it is the same. It's the same idea. And that's this. It says to us, our Lord being nailed to the cross, praying for the nailers. Father, forgive them. Too many times we stop there with his words. These were not the complete words of our Lord Jesus Christ in his intercessory prayer for those who were nailing him to the cross. He says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's the critical part. Father, forgive them, 
for they know not what they do. Now, this is going to baffle us until we look deeper. Because at first glance, we can look and see, wait a minute, Lord. You're praying that. But those nailers knew that they were pounding sharp iron nails into your flesh and bone and causing you great pain. They knew that. And all those scoffers that walked by, that with their words were humiliating you as you, as you hung there naked, suffering for all of us and for the redemption of the world. They knew what they were saying. And we're right. So that can't be what our Lord is praying when he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So what's the meaning of the words? I tell you that he was praying for them from the nature and the very precise reason for which he was hanging there to save and redeem them all. He is praying directly into the depth of the darkness of their soul and their fallen condition into that utter darkness within their soul that had come from separation from God from the fall. He's praying, Father, forgive them, for they cannot see in them the depth of the darkness and the brokenness and the dysfunction that would allow a human person to be about these actions harming another person. He's praying for their healing. For which he was hanging there. Father forgive them. For they don't know. What they're doing. You see apart from being joined to Christ's divinity. By the Holy Spirit. Which had not been doing. The nailers. And the scoffers. And all who did not know him. And could not see him. What else did they have. But to live from their darkness. No light had come until him. No forgiveness had been granted until him. No mercy would be poured out. No Holy Spirit would be given for a changed life and the healing of brokenness and the restoration of order from disorder. None of that could happen until him. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So what do we do as a prayer discipline for those who are struggling to forgive? We stand before the Lord. By the way, before I even go there, Something just came to me that we really need to see of what our Lord was really doing on the cross. In that prayer, he's doing what the prophet Joel told all of the priests to do. God, through the prophet Joel, commanded the priests, let the priests weep between porch, the porch is where the people would be, and altar. Let the priest stand facing the Lord, weeping between porch and altar, weeping and praying that God would give his people mercy. That's what he called the priest to pray. And what is our Lord doing as he is enthroned on the cross? He is being our great high priest, and he's being even great high priest on behalf of the nailers, where he is Praying before his father. Forgive them. Give them mercy. For they know not what they do. He's praying from God's own nature. He's praying for mercy. So what do we do in prayer? We stand before God. And we picture as if those who we need to forgive. They're in the porch. And we're at the altar facing God. And we begin to pray for them by name. We pray for them saying, Father, forgive this person. 
For all that they did to me. Father, forgive this person because these actions came out of their brokenness. Their unyet healed parts of their soul. Their unillumined parts of their soul. Father, forgive them because they did not know what they were doing. Illumine their hearts. Reveal yourself to them, Lord. That their soul may be healed. So that as their soul is healed. All actions that might harm another person in his life would diminish because you've healed them from inside out. Do you understand the prayer that I was just saying? That I pray for those I need to pray for. I am praying the words of Christ from the disposition of Christ. Now here's what the Lord is active to do when we behold him like that. When we stand between porch and altar asking for him to forgive the ones who have done us damage. And it's the most beautiful thing. He starts to change our hearts. As we pray for mercy for them to the Lord. It's our <clears throat> hardened hearts from the unforgiveness. You can almost hear the chain starting to fall off of us. As he releases us. From the burden of holding people. Which is a great deep soul human burden. Of holding people to their offenses. Because it is so entirely unlike the nature of God himself. So what do we do my friends? We stand before the Lord. And we behold him in his nature of mercy. And we begin to pray like he prayed. And in emulating him by grace. We are becoming that which we are doing. We are becoming mercy. We are being transformed into his likeness. And we need so desperately to be freed from the captivity of our unforgiveness. Listen to the words of our Lord Jesus Christ from our gospel reading in St. Matthew chapter 18 from today. Our St. Peter comes to our Lord Jesus Christ and he asks the question, how many times must I forgive my brother who sins against me? And what does Jesus say? He, said, he says his nature. Seventy times seven. Which was the perfect, infinite number of times. Forgive endlessly, limitlessly offer mercy and forgiveness. Because that is like God. But that's not all he said to both St. Peter and the rest of the disciples. He wanted to drive this point in. So he tells a parable that we need to attend to. Remember that parable is the parable of the unforgiving servant. And he says the king, there's a king. And he showed great mercy on his servant who owed the king a great sum of money. In mercy he released him from his debt that he could never deserve or achieve himself. And so he goes off with joy. And then a fellow servant comes to that servant and says, please, I can't pay you back right now this small sum of money. Would you please give me more time? He pleads for mercy. And what is that servant who had received mercy? What does he do? He has his fellow servant thrown into prison until he could repay all of the debt. And the scriptures are very clear about the reaction from the heart of God. He says, how was the king? What was the disposition of the king? The king was angry. And he came to the servant. He says, I forgave you so much. But you could not forgive your fellow servant as you should have. And he hands him over to be imprisoned and to the tortures until he could pay back his debt. 
And then Jesus sums up the parable with these words, his own words. So my heavenly father will do to you if each of you does not forgive the trespasses of others. Why? Because he knows it is so destructive to our soul to harbor unforgiveness and not give mercy. Why? Because we were designed to be like him. And when we're that opposite of him, it's destroying the human person. And so our Lord speaks very strongly to us in that parable of this. We must be freed from the chains of our unforgiveness which binds up our soul. And the only answer to that is to stand before God and pray. And please hear me. When you're struggling to forgive someone, to pray for them as I mentioned to you. As our Lord prayed for the nailers. It's not going to feel natural at first. And there's a reason for that. Because we're the ones that need our soul transformed. That's why it doesn't feel natural. So you keep praying. Because the presence of Christ is with you. To heal what is unnatural and restore order to it. And restore his likeness to it. So you stay there before him. And day after day you keep praying those prayers. You will find your heart changed and transformed. You will experience the joy of being released from the power within. The deadly power within of unforgiveness. And as we are forgiven and enabled to forgive. We're going to find that even in those moments. We are becoming more like our Lord Jesus Christ. And that my friends is our salvation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.